Do you feel like a complete and utter Muppet? I'm sitting around reading law books on the weekend going, oh god, this is interesting. <laughs> they've, they've amended section 127. This was supposed to send you off on a good note, not a <laughs> thinking about climate change. You're listening to The Briefcase. Hello and welcome to episode 19. It is Wednesday, 21 December 2022. I'm Sarah and I am your host. It's the season one finale and we're officially at over 3,000 listens. I can't believe it. Actually, yes I can. Boys don't just learn because we have to claim CPD points. We learn because we want to, but we're busy and we're tired and we get bored easily. And sometimes we get so bored we want to poke our eyes out with that stupid novelty pen we begrudgingly accepted from some sponsor at a conference just so we could end the conversation. So that's what this show has been all about. Avoiding the eye-poking boredom. Also talking to people. Okay, okay, seriously, I really just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. And we've got some pretty cool things on the cards for 2023. We will return to your earbones on Friday the 13th of January 2023, so make sure you mark that on your big ships of the Navy calendar. Incidentally, did you know that any month that begins on a Sunday will have a Friday the 13th? Now you do. What you may not know is that behind the scenes, it hasn't been a one-person show. I couldn't have done all the editing, the recording, the portraits, and the purchasing of the very many high-quality sound effects you've enjoyed without my husband, Jason. Jason has held our family up these past several months, especially since October when we dropped down to a single-income family so I could work on the show full-time. And so for that, and for also kind of forgetting his birthday, I hereby bestow the last smoochy kiss shout-out of 2022 to Mr. Jason Kral. Okay, without further belated amends, it's time to ask the $20 question. What's in the briefcase this week? Well, what better way to mark the occasion that is a season finale than to bring you the inaugural Briefcase Pod Christmas message delivered by the incomparable Chief Justice Helen Boskill. So, Your Honour, we're nearing the end of 2022. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel relieved and also a bit sort of shocked in the sense that this year has just gone so quickly. I'm thinking... I feel like it was sort of yesterday that it was a date in March and it's just gone like that. So yes, relieved, looking forward to a break, but it's just gone so quickly. Does your honour have any thoughts on the year that's been both legally and non-legally for the profession? We've just been so busy. We have had those couple of years of COVID where everything was so different. There was the panic initially, what's going to happen? People would have been really stressed about their practices and whether they were going to have a business and the impact on their income, etc. And then coming out of it, I think this year we've just gone almost back to pre-COVID levels. And people, I think, because of that strain and anxiety, probably wouldn't have hit the no button too quickly. You know, they'd go, yes, yeah, I can do that, yes, I can do that, and just taking on more and more. And I know everyone around here in the court is feeling like they've worked really hard this year. And if the court's working hard, that means the practitioners are working hard and and of course we don't see all of the practitioners there's lots of people working in in the commercial sphere who we don't see but because everything in the community is ramping up transactionally I imagine everyone's just feeling completely worn out how do you start hitting the no button I think you just have to do it you just have to say to yourself 
all right, maybe a holiday over Christmas, even if you only have a week or two, it's time to reflect and think, what do I want out of my next year? Do I want to be working ridiculous hours, going in every weekend to the office, not having time with my family or my friends or a hobby that I like? Is that what I want to keep doing? Or do I want to just wind it back a bit so that I can have my work that's interesting, earn enough money, but also take time to smell the roses? And all the research is out there. We have to try and achieve that balance in terms of having other things in our life. Otherwise, we're going to burn out very quickly. So just say no. Just say no. I have a no button. Do you you actually have a no button? Yes. Would you like to see it? I would love to see it. Yes, please. I sometimes hit it just for fun, but I also have a think positive button. Oh my goodness. So we might go for that one first. Okay, all right. I am overflowing with happiness. And let's see what else. I am invincible. I am a superstar. (laughs) And then, and then here's the no button. Okay. No, 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 no. 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 For the last time, no. Oh my god, I need one of those. I need both of those actually. And we have one more. Yep. I am calm and zen like. That's amazing. <laughs> I dare say we haven't had a a chief justice before <laughs> with a <laughs> with a no button, an actual no button. I love it. Mm, I haven't pressed it enough this year. No. <laughs> As you see me recording this podcast, <laughs> yes. you're reconsidering that. your use of that button. <laughs> no, very happy to support your project. So we've been through so much this year. What do you think 2023 has in store for us as a legal profession and just the community? Well, I think 2023 will hopefully be a little bit more settled, even though still busy. And I say that because if you think about this time last year, we were just about to have our borders opened and there was all that push for vaccination in order for us to reach that goal and we weren't going to get our borders open unless we reached. remember that magic percentage and we're all watching it eke over one percent at a time yes and then the borders opened and then there was this oh the panic stations what's going to happen and we began this year in a in a sort of a cloud of trepidation and anxiety about what this was going to mean for our community and we've come through that and now we, we've had that again, haven't we, just recently where there's talk about different strains. And, and I feel that. I feel a sort of sense of trepidation. What's going to happen over Christmas? Am I going to get a phone call that says, oh, there's big dramas and we have to suspend jury trials and do all sorts of things? But I don't think that's going to happen. I just think we'll be busy, but I think it'll be more business as usual and we'll be more settled rather than this kind of reactionary, oh, something's coming and we have to act quickly and change things and adapt things. I think it'll be a bit more consistent and even. I'm quite excited about about next year because I think this year's been a huge year of change and you know just in our court alone we've got new chief justice, new president of the court of appeal, new senior judge administrator and next year we won't have that we'll just have consistency. We've got some really great initiatives, a new commercial list in the Supreme Court. And what's that all about? So up until now we've had a commercial list run by two judges and we're revamping it completely. We're going to actually have, I think there's seven seven judges, the most senior one being Justice Applegarth. We're going to have different tracks, if you know what I mean. So if your matter is urgent and you're looking for a, 
a quick trial, we can cater for that. Your matter, your commercial matter, if it's placed on the list, will be managed by one of those judges and heard by one of those judges, so you have that sort of consistency. So that's an exciting thing that'll start in the new year. We're going to have a class actions list, which is new. We haven't had that before. Yeah, right. And there are changes coming in various other parts of the way that we do our work. We're, we're sort of a bit like what you were saying before, having just sort of coped in a way while COVID was going on, or not so much coped, but adapted to address that problem. Mm -hmm. I think we're now heading into a phase of look at the bigger picture. What are some of the things we do? Don't just assume that because we've done it that way for however long, that that's the only way to do it. Let's pick it up, look at it, turn it around, talk to the profession, see what they think. What have you heard? What's your feedback been so far from the profession? What's their Christmas wish? Mm. Uh, <laughs> this is a knowing look. Electronic filing. Yes. yes. Oh my giddy heart. But you know, that's my Christmas wish. Yes. It's, it's like I feel like I'm I wanna be on the the first name on the on the, on the nice petition. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the Supreme Court, the district court, the magistrates court, please have electronic filing. Yeah. So we know that's a biggie and all I can say is that it's it's a big deal from the judge's point of view and we're we're trying to do as much as we can on that. There is movement because in QCAT next year, the case management system is going to be rolled out and then the magistrate's court and then we, the district court and the Supreme Court will be later again. So it's it's on the horizon. Wheels are in motion. Wheels are in motion. I think the former Chief Justice described it as an oasis, this thing you can just see in the distance. It's shimmering. It's it's appealing. It's It makes it gives you a warm and fuzzy feeling. But every time you get closer to it, it goes whoop. Over the horizon again. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a very apt description but yeah that's something we're very very keen for because we know it would make such a difference to to the profession but it would also make a huge difference to us huge yeah so um, are there any particular COVID measures that are are sticking around in 2023 not really anything special that was brought in has been phased uh, out even in the context of jury trials a lot of the special measures that we put in place have been phased out but the thing is they're always there for us to call on if we need to and we have that agility and flexibility now because we know we've done it before that when something happens we can go right well we've got we'll go to that and we'll do this and we'll do the other one I think between the courts and the profession everyone is much more capable of adapting than we were before. What's your proudest achievement from 2022 as Chief Justice? There's a few things I'm really I'm really happy about. I'm really happy that we the Supreme Court adopted the judges workplace conduct policy. And what's that? So it reflects with some adaptations the policy that was adopted by the High Court. It puts in writing the expectations of conduct as between judges and their staff and other people who they might come into contact with in the court. It provides an objective, ascertainable and in in one respect external means for a person who thinks something has happened that isn't right can address. So rather than that person having to approach the judge, for example, there's an external point of contact. It just serves to demonstrate we're taking a leadership role in relation to, to that rather than a reactionary role because we should. We should be you know, the models of, of good conduct. So that I'm really proud of that we adopted that early in the year. Amazing. So anything else that you're personally proud of that you've done as Chief Justice? 
Well, I guess in a in a simple way, I'm just I'm I'm proud of having you know got through the year, done my court work, <laughs> done my day job. Yes. <laughs> Um, which is really important to me to sit in court as much as I can, partly because that's what I really like, but also having managed to take on this enormous new additional role and I've really enjoyed it. In saying that, you, you do that in this job with the support of 28 colleagues who are just amazing, you know, a brains trust, supportive, positive, hardworking people. So it's it's a really privileged position to work with them and all these things that we do we do as a collective but everyone's just been fantastic any other final thoughts or reflections that you think might be worth sharing with the profession everyone's just worked so hard all year and i think we're all looking forward to some good books some walks a good glass of wine or two <laughs> a nice rest ready to take on the new year yeah Actually, what are the odds, and I'm already regretting putting this out there, but what are the odds of your honour making a Christmas wish of mine come true and doing a TikTok dance with me? <laughs> Zero. Zero, okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough, actually. Thank you, Your Honour. Thank you. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you too. Thank you. Well, that's all we've got time for this week on The Briefcase. It's time to close her up. See you next time. I'm Sarah Kral and this is The Briefcase.